I'm Impact Wrestling star, the big LG Doc Gallows, and you're listening to Generation of Wrestling. And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, is yours truly. The 27-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, a.k.a. the showstopper, better known as the GOW's resident tribal chief. And with me, as always, again, my tag team partner, my brother, my family, me and Mano. He is the flyest in the room, Mr. One. Two, three. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, aka Stephen A. Kimbrough, better known as Two Code in the building, bro. How you doing? Man, I'm good, bro. Man, what's good with you? Oh, but you know what? <clears throat> before we even go any further, before I, I I was good until I I heard this little bit of news that uh, recently that John Herbert, uh, aka Luke Harper, or better known to some now known as uh, Brody Lee in AEW, unfortunately passed away due to a non-COVID-related lung disease that apparently he had had. And it's unfortunate that, you know, we we lost this soul uh, on this day uh, as he was gone too soon, still in the prime of his career and his life. And, you know, raising, uh, you know, raising, I believe he has three kids uh, and, you know, been married. And it's just really... um, it 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 it's it, it, man it's <laughs> it's just really kind of messed up um but uh yeah he's 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 gone he's passed away and um and it's just really unfortunate and we send our condolences you know to the family um and their loss which is a, a huge um I, I, it, it's just a huge loss I, words really can't describe you know really um something like that, especially around this time after just having the Christmas holiday and then kind of just sometimes when things happen, when it happened and it's just, man, it just really hits you different. So there's really no telling how it's really hitting that family. And I, man, you know, really just send our condolences to them. Yeah, man. uh, Absolutely. It was one of those ones, you know, when athletes or celebrities pass, you know, very few have like an effect on me or, you know, just because I'm the type of person, if I don't know you personally, if I wasn't invested in you, it's like, it's a sad thing. But, you know, I mean, it's kind of one of those, you know, it happens type deals. But with Brody Lee, it was a, it was kind of, when I say it's, it, it was funny, I mean, in an ironic way, it was funny because we was just talking about like, damn, you know, like, where Brody been? Like, we ain't seen Brody in a minute. You know, we was thinking about, you know, what they could have had cooking for him when he came back. And then to see this, like you said, uh, still in the prime of his career, not even that, but in the prime of his life, I think 40 or 41. So still very relatively young, man. It kind of just passed away seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, you know, it sucks because, you know, he was he was doing his thing with the Dark Order and it looked like it was going somewhere. So in the memory of Brody Lee, man, I hope they continue to push it and Evil Uno or whoever may be uh, taking back control of the Dark Order. You know, I hope they definitely do it some justice, man. But yeah, like you said, our condolences definitely goes out to his wife and his, uh, his three children that he survived by now. Uh, with that being said, man, we're going to move forward and try to have ourselves a good show. Uh, we are going to continue our This Week in Wrestling. We already completed the AEW a couple of days ago, so today we will start with Raw, NXT, and, of course, wrap it up with a hell of a show on SmackDown. Uh, so with that being said, I will lead off Monday Night Raw, and I hand it over to Tuco for the next two shows. With that being said, Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> so we started off, man, with the Queen. Charlotte Flair, she came down, gave a promo. Uh, wasn't really talking too much about anything. Then, of course, she was interrupted by Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. 
once again, talking about nothing. Then out came Rose and Brooke, which it was a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, they ended up going to a commercial break. We came back. We had the tag team match between Nia Jax, Shannon Baszler, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose, in which Dana Brooke ended up getting submitted versus the Barracuda Clutch, thanks to Shannon Baszler. Then, of course, we had a post-match attack after that. Uh, we've said this several times, man. You know, the WWE women's tag team division stretched super thin, anorexic thin, very limited. Uh, with the post-match attack, you can kind of tell that they were trying to make – Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke look like a credible tag team, like a threat. Not so much. I mean, you just a team that got beat. Then you attacked, uh, you know, your opponents after the match too cold. I know we ain't going to spend too much time on this, but what did you think of this match? And did it even have a purpose? Uh, it was okay. Uh, what happened on SmackDown was way better than this. Uh, it, it, yeah, yeah, it was just it was just something to do. Uh, it, it was Christmas week. You, you, It was the fallout show from, you know, after the pay-per-view. You know, they wanted to do something big. You know, you had Charlotte come out. That was the big surprise. Mm-hmm. You you figured people were going to tune in to see Charlotte. But I, I don't think the ratings were that high for this show. I haven't checked the ratings, but I don't I don't think they were that high for this show. Because um, I also believe that went up against. Uh, was that the week? Was that the week we played the Ravens? Was that you us? You know what? I, I think so. But. Be, actually, I got a surprise for you. Raw actually did a 3.5 with a 4.0 in the first hour. A 3.5? I mean, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's Raw. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about down. Yeah, you're right. Raw actually had their – once again, Raw actually had their lowest rating of the year. Oh, so it did. So it did. Okay. Well, well. okay. So, yeah. Well, Charlotte came back, and, and you whatever they thought was going to happen, it, it didn't happen because there was no real buildup for it. You know, it was just that. I mean, it's Charlotte. I mean, yeah, you you appreciate Charlotte, but you're just you know they're just finna just put the title on Charlotte and just have her just dominate over everyone. And I think that's kind of the drawback that WWE doesn't really see uh, is that yeah, she's she's important, but everyone knows you're just you're just gonna put the title on her and she's just gonna run through everybody and then she'll eventually lose it somewhere down the line, but. Yeah, and you you really don't really have anything interesting for Charlotte to do. Yeah, and exactly. And once again, you know, we had these last six, seven, eight months of somewhat, you know, up and down unpredictability. Uh, But it's been interesting, to say the least. And now you got Charlotte and then you kind of know already, you know, where this is headed, or at least you think you know where it's headed. I mean, she comes back. They win the tag team titles. Of course, now it's her and Oscar. She already pretty much said, like, hey, you know. I come back, I'm always the champion. And so, like you say, you know, for, for telling, I mean, it's only a matter of time. Oscar, she's already surpassed the longest combined total uh, days with, you know, different titles and everything like that as an active champion. There's no secret about it. She's going to lose it soon. And when she does lose it, of course, it's going to be the Charlotte. <clears throat> with that being said, next up. So we get the first segment of the night. We get the Hurt Business. They see somebody in the back wearing a New Day t-shirt. They rip it off, put on the Hurt Business t-shirt. This will set up a segment with MVP and the Hurt Business in the ring. Out comes Riddle and Hardy. They cut a pointless promo. Had absolutely no idea what the point was for that. But I would hmm. assume that the Hardy Bros, as they've been renamed, they just did mass so dirty. But anywho, I'm assuming that it's going to be Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy. Uh, versus the Hurt Business for the tag team championship sometime or another. Next up, man, we get match two. We get Drew Gulak, we haven't seen in a while, and 
Andrew Garza, who we haven't seen in a while. This was a squash match. Andrew Garza debuted a new haircut. He beat Gulak via the wing clipper. Put some respect to my boy Gulak's name, man. I mean, I understand, you know, I don't care if you wanted to get Garza the victory, but put some respect on Gulak's name. Too cold. I'm looking at your face right now. I think you feel how I feel. Talk to me, man. What did you think about this match? <clears throat> exactly what you said. It was a squash match. And <clears throat> this was for Garza coming back, him to beat somebody and look good beating him. And, and Gulak is somebody that can take the move and make it good and look good losing. And that's that's basically all it is. And Gulak is just that somebody that can go up against people like a Garza and put on a good match, but he'll lose. You don't really expect much from him. So I, <clears throat> this is just to push whatever new – this new, this new Angel Garza that they're about to push, who's about to be a bachelor type wrestler, uh, like the uh, like the show, and is going to be walking around, you know, doing his little thing with the roles that he's been doing, you know, for the past few months. So I, you know, okay, whatever. We'll let let's let's see where it goes. Um, I just hope it doesn't. Uh, I can see it kind of being borderline Latino heat early on when he was coming in when he was. Kind of court and short, uh, China. yeah, China, yeah. I, I, I can see shades of that. Um, not sure. I maybe it'll lead to Nia Jax, maybe it'll lead to Charlotte. I don't well, it won't lead to Charlotte, but you know, I, I will, we'll see where it leads to and how it they should have stayed with Charlie Caruso. I don't know why they dropped that, but I well, yeah, they well, yeah, come on, <clears throat> it's WWE, they, they drop shit on the dime. Um, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's still early, so we'll see. But Gulak losing, uh, uh, yeah, that 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 sucks. Uh, he deserves better, but he's on Raw, and unfortunately, a guy like him on Raw is uh, he's not. You're, you're there to lose, and yeah, that's what he better get used to doing. Man, we need to send my boy back to either NXT or at the very least, the land of opportunity, SmackDown. At least he got appreciated. At least go there. back to SmackDown. Yeah, you go back to SmackDown. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so next up, maybe we get a segment. We get AJ Styles on Miz TV. Uh, AJ Styles pretty much blames the Miz for his loss at TLC. Uh, we got the Miz. He pretty much wants to make this up by adding AJ Styles to the new Marine movie. So they display the graphic, and AJ Styles might as well not even have been on the graphic. Uh, but then it comes to the attention of everybody in the ring. You know, after all the promos, after all the, the, the jibber jabber and all the fussing, it comes out that you know what? The Miz technically never cashed it in. It was John Morrison. You said this before. It looks like WWE is going to run with it. Uh, the Miz, at least from what it seems like, hasn't technically lost his money in the bank briefcase. So we'll see how they play into that. But, yeah, I, I, I thought that was kind of funny. You you called that one. So, uh, yeah. Next up, man, match three. Okay, we get retribution. We get T-bag. I mean, T-bar. <laughs> 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 slap nuts, don't forget. Slap nuts. T bar, T bag, and slap nuts. All right, man. So we get T bar versus Ricochet squash match. T bar ended up beating Ricochet. We ended up uh, hearing at the end, you know, they're trying to pull a dark order type move, man. They're trying to recruit that boy, Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky, man. Ricochet actually cut a promo on Raw Talk. And it was really good. The thing with Raw Talk and Talking Smack that I wish that W. W.E. would do is just let these guys talk and be them. Listen to Ricochet trying to cut a promo the way they want him to cut it sucks. <laughs> Listening to Ricochet cut a promo on Raw Talk when it's just him talking 
Right. I love it. Uh, I think Ricochet is one of them guys, man. You need to kind of cut the reins off, man, and, and, and let the man run wild. But as far as that go, I mean, Seabar got the victory. Yeah, it was a squash match. Yeah, he looked dominant. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it was against a guy, you know, a 30 or size. Can I elaborate on that or can I skip it? Uh, it's, I'm All done. Right. I've given up. I, I haven't given up on Ricochet, but I've given up them trying to do something with them. And I've given up on retribution because, uh, yeah, I, it, it, I, well, it's, it's retribution. So, yeah, no, nah, you can go ahead, man. My, you know, and really quick, my thing is with Ricochet, once again, you built him up, man. This is, what, a year, year and some change ago, you had this guy chasing the U.S. title. Damn, I believe he actually held the U.S. title for a was the U.S. champion. Yeah, yeah, he he held it for a hiccup and a cough, and then he ended up losing. And now, you know, you chasing, you know, <laughs> the the, the mid card of evil. I, I just don't understand it. You know, with a guy like that, he's super freaking talented. He was super over. And I don't get it, man. I don't get it. But then again, as you said earlier, it's WWE that changed shit at the drop of a dime, so we should not be confused or surprised. Next segment, we get the new day. After that, man, we get a tag team match. We get Matt Hart, excuse me, Jeff Hardy, Matt Riddle versus MVP and Lashley. Lashley submits Hardy via the Hurt Lock. Once again, man, if anything, WWE has been doing right as of late. They've been booking the Hurt business pretty strong. Most recently, they've been booking Alexander looking real good. Of course, you got to get your boy Bobby Lashley, the U.S. champion. You got to give him a little bit of shine and polish as well. Lashley looked really good, really dominant. Too cold. As of late, as I just said, man, the Hurt Business has been doing their thing. How do you like this booking of the Hurt Business, and do you think it's going to last a while? Well, it has to. Because um, right now, what else is there for Bobby Lashley to do but to be the most dominant United States champion until you're ready to pull the trigger and say, you're going up to beat Drew, and you're going to mm. win the WWE Championship. Right now, uh, you're you're okay with having uh, <clears throat> you're okay right now with having Alexander and Benjamin being the tag team champions because right now you you hold the United States, you hold the tag team, you pretty much hold WWE on lock except for the, the WWE Championship. So you uh, this is good for them. They're supposed to be a dominant group. This is the one dominant group they're actually doing something with that actually looks dominant, that is actually threatening and menacing and the things that Retribution should all be doing, but they're just annoying and shitty names and waste of time of talent. And because and I'm not mad at them, I'm mad at the decision that was made for them that they really have clearly no real too much input about. But uh, no, Reggie uh, uh, Hurt Business is getting some uh, some of what they deserve. The thing is, you need to give them people that are worthy to go up against them. And eventually, yeah, of course, you know, they're going to get their wins, but they also need to take their losses. So you need to really build them up to go up against somebody. They they hold pretty much two thirds of the championships on Raw uh, outside of the. Um, like I say, the WWE and of course the Raw Women's Champion, unless they decide to get two women to join the Hurt Business, and then they uh, and, and then they go after the Raw, you know, the, the WWE tag, Women's Tag Team Champions. But for for right now, we're looking at it as they have the two thirds of the men's championships, and you know they're going to be a dominant group. They're going to beat some, which they should have beat Jeff Hardy and, and Matt Riddle. But 
you you can do something with Matt Riddle against Bobby Lashley if you want to build that up. You can do something with, you know, some of the other guys and talents that you have. I mean, you're going to be putting a lot together makeshift tag teams, but that's kind of your fault because you split up all the tag teams. So, you know, it is what it is. But for right now, the Hurt Business is getting what they deserve. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts and what their next challenge going forward. Because we got the Royal Rumble coming up. The road to WrestleMania is coming, baby. The road to WrestleMania is coming. It's not far and away. You know, and you know what? I'm excited. You know, I always get excited around Royal Rumble season because that's, you know, between that and so January 1st, the 1st of January, all the way up through WrestleMania, that is probably going to be the most entertaining three weeks of WWE, three months of WWE television you're going to get because you know each and every match, for the most part, is building up towards WrestleMania. So, you know, that's the one thing where it's like, okay, that's the one time in, in, the, in, in the calendar year of WWE where you may get some frequent consistency. Uh, so, you know, I look forward to it for that. I don't know. Sometimes they change it up. They did that with Kofi because it, it wasn't supposed yeah. to be. They changed it up and it was him. So, but, right, you, they, but you know what? But you know what? That's one, that's one of those changes, though, where I, I welcomed it because it was organic. It wasn't forced. It was a situation where Ali, a guy that was super over, ended up getting hurt in a legitimate injury. And this guy, Kofi, who just, hey, you just go out there. We just we just need somebody. And he ended up taking the ball and ran with it. So with that, I'm not mad at it. I'm kind of upset with how they treated Ali went moving forward. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Luck of the draw. All right, man. So next up, man, we get your favorite singer of all time. Know. We ain't talking about the road dog. We ain't talking about, you know, Jeff Jerry. We talking about that boy Elias, man, who went number one on iTunes, apparently, with his new follower, Jackson Riker. <laughs> that would end up leading to a match between Grand Metalik and Jackson Riker. Metalik got his ass whooped from Sunday to Monday, back around to Saturday, right back to Sunday again. This match was, it was once again, man. I mean, I understand you want this guy to be a force. Grand Metalik, former tag team champion, you know, uh, a good talent in his own right. And it was just like, you bring him from the land of irrelevancy and obscurity just to get his ass whooped. I don't understand it. You could have used our truth for that. Too cold, man. Do you care to talk about Jason Riker? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. Man. Uh, because I because I'm not interested in Elias. I I I, I can <sighs> Elias does not make me want to watch him wrestle, and. A lot of his promos aren't always great, so it doesn't. He doesn't make me always want to watch the promos. And Jackson Riker being <clears throat> alongside him, being another guy that's not really that great of a wrestler or a promo or whatever. So it's like, ah. and right now, with, with what they're trying to push in their stories, it it, it does not pique my interest. Uh, it's just two guys that can barely that look the same that can barely wrestle, uh, doing something that, you know, more talented wrestlers can't get spots for. Yeah. It's all about the entertainment, though, but it's it's not about the wrestling. It's about the entertainment, so we have to remember that. 
Yeah, and, and and the thing is, like, Elias, he's one of those guys, you know, the pandemic has really exposed people for better or worse. Elias is one of those people, when he's cutting his promos, he needs to feed off the reaction from the crowd. Because uh, if you remember, I believe it was him and Kevin Owens, maybe, uh, that one night, man, they cut the promo, and they, he, they, the crowd was so hot, so heated. He literally couldn't even finish his promo. That's how much he was getting up under their skin. That's how good it was. But then right. again, you know, here in the Thunderdome, you have no crowd. You have nobody to kind of really feed off yeah, of. I think Noah is it's supposed to be. Yeah, and yeah, and I just hate that. I hate that. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah. But anywho, moving forward. We ain't going to spend too much time on him. Anywho. Next up, man. <laughs> Next up, so we get a Randy Orton promo. Randy Orton comes out. He talks about you know how he set the fan on fire and how normally any other man you know would would be horrified, you know mortified and and scared and kind of feel some type of remorse about what they did. But no, Randy Orton says no. I am still the most evil son of a bitch there is. And as he's you know talking and he's getting ready to leave the ring, of course we have uh, Alexa Bliss. She appears in the ring out of nowhere with a makeshift swing set, which I'm not going to lie. I mean, this shit looks dope as hell for her character. And she said the Fiend might not be done just yet, man. She said that when the Fiend comes back, he will be like anything you've ever seen before. Tuco, my question to be to you is, do we get the same version of the Fiend or do we get a new character completely? Uh, Maybe a more... I'm about to say, you worried that Alexa Bliss about to pop up behind <laughs> you looking around like Bliss about to pop up or something like the Fiend about to get you or something. Like you hear the music going, but uh, no, they um, I liked it because it, this is what I like about the Bliss being the addition to the Fiend. It's a different perspective of the character and and the mind manipulation of what he does, uh, and just the way that she displays herself. You know, she's this. She's she's almost the Harley Quinn of wrestling, and it and 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 if for anybody who's a DC fan that knows Harley Quinn and kind of the psychotic way that she thinks and talks the way it does, Alexa Bliss is kind of like that, but she's more under her mind control because you you know you know she's just more, you know she's listening to the voice of the fiend and and she's just doing what he wants her to do and, but she's doing it in her own little way, which makes it better. And, you know, so right. And then for her to show up in the ring with on a swing set, because uh, I think she was in the ring. Uh, yeah, she was in the ring. She had turf and everything. Like, what the hell? They right, turf like, from? right. Like, how the hell y'all do all that? That like, damn, y'all good. But uh, yeah, that <laughs> was a that was a nice little bit of imagery, you know, storytelling. That's that's one of the few little things about Raw that is good about the show is the few <laughs> storytelling. Uh, what do I expect him? Maybe to look a little bit more burnt up, more a little bit more to a crisp. I don't expect really too much because the fiend itself was good enough. You don't have to outdo that. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't want them to do too much. So if you just want to add some burn marks or something to him, okay, cool. But he needs to still kind of just have the mask and you know just still be the menacing fiend. But he he needs to be a heel. He don't need to be considered looked at as a good as a babyface. He needs to be looked at as a heel and or a demented. A uh, psychopath who <laughs> who's who's have multiple personalities apparently, but uh, I don't know. I I, I don't want to expect. I, I just don't hope they don't overdo it. I, I don't want them to overdo. It. Me neither, man. You know, maybe yeah, yeah. 
I don't know, man. Just don't come back like Kane. You know, you come take your mask off and you got shish kebab grill marks on your face for about a month and a half, and then they disappear. But, you know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, you had this shit for 30 years, and all of a sudden they gone after two months. So, anywho, all right, man. So, this next match, Lord, have mercy. We get Peyton Royce, Lacey Evans versus Charlotte and Oscar. Okay, so initially when they when they split up the Iconics, I thought it could have been a good thing for both Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Uh, it was reported that Vince and WWE wanted to push Peyton Royce. So for that, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. You're not really feeling the Iconics gimmick? Cool. All right, you want to push Peyton? That's fine. There's always that one person in the tag team usually that you could look at and be like, you know what? When they're done, I can see that person being a single star. And with that being said, I can th- I think that no matter how you feel about the Iconics, that Peyton Royce out of the two probably would have been your pick if you had to choose one. With that being said, <laughs> you killed the Iconics gimmick just to put Peyton Royce in the tag team, which is worse than when she was with the Iconics. Like, Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans is 10 times worse than the Iconics. Uh, too cold. Yeah, I mean, Iconics worked because they were best friends. They were they were together. They were, you know, they were from the same place. And everyone liked their chemistry and how they worked together. They Like, there were good things about the Iconics. I, they just weren't a team I would like to watch, highly watch in a match. Like, I just didn't buy them as – they were heels, and they were they were good heels. They were annoying heels. That it, uh, it, it, you could never go wrong with being an annoying heel because you're just so annoying that people hate you that much, but your gimmick works and people get to do the polls and everything else and they buy the shirts and, you know, I, they almost, I, I almost wish they would have went more to the Edge and Christian route of kind of being of a tag team. Like maybe that would have worked for them a little bit more, uh, just kind of just you, hit, hit them with the five. They kind of seem like right. I mean, right. I mean, I mean that's pretty much what you're doing. The iconic pose was the, is the five second pose. So maybe if right. they would have done that, uh, maybe that would have worked for them as a tag team, and you know they would be you know written a little bit better. I don't know if the wrestling would be much better, but at least the characters and what they do and their antics would at least be more of an entertaining side to where you still want to see them, but. You know, it, the ring, they're, they're more like the Miz in the ring. It's like, you know, he's great on a promo. He's great on everything else. But in the ring, he's solid, you know, and, and you want them to get to solid, but be having an inter- interesting, uh, interesting character. So I, maybe that could have worked. But like you said, with her being with Lacey Evans, which I want to see Lacey Evans, you know, being a singles run, but they already given her a singles runs that they just. They just squandered on. They 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 crapped all over those, and now you're gonna put her in this tag team. And honestly, I'd rather see her in the tag team with Charlotte. I I when they tease that, I'm like that's actually a little more interesting because I think that'll yeah. really put Lacey over because I think she'll be able to be able to train and 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 go with Charlotte, and you know she can really get that real experience and not this gimmick losing BS that she's been on. Um, but I yeah I don't care for these two being in the tag team. I didn't care for this match. I mean it it uh, <laughs> I it, it, it's it's just disappointing when you see talent and you actually see something one way and it works and then they break it up to do something else and then it clearly doesn't work and then they just do random shit and then it and then it's like uh like 
now I got to wait for you to figure out when you got something to do and you still ain't figured out what to do in the past five years. Every now and then you get one or two gems, but that's about it. And you, you, you milk that dry until it's a shriveled up piece of nothing. And then you still try to keep selling it. So yeah, I, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, like, we you know, even with Lacey Evans, uh, Lacey Evans, I liked her, and I still do. She's very athletic. She's a pretty good wrestler. The thing that kind of hindered her was when they turned her face when they shouldn't have. They turned her face, and they kept forcing, okay, look, man, I love the military as much as anybody else do. I love it. Thank you for your service. But when you try to push that good guy gimmick and that old patriotism gimmick on us, it wasn't working because for just for so long, you had her calling people nasty. You had her bullying people. You had her beating up people. Now, I'm supposed to feel sympathetic because now you're the one getting beat up. You're the one getting bullied. Somebody's making fun of your daughter. And then you want to try to overcome that with the, yes, you know, she's the she's the all-American woman as well. Oh, oh, I get that. I get that. But some people aren't meant to be faces. Some people aren't meant to be Don't heels. forget about Saudi Arabia's match against Nat, uh, Natalia. That's, and, that's also and, and that question. too. That too, like that too, like you had this woman as a heel, and then you throw her in a match with Natalia where she's basically a face out of nowhere. It's just like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, Lacey Evans, she could have probably been your next big heel if you would have stuck with it, but no, you want to switch it up and then you want to make her a baby face, and that completely killed it for me because Lacey Evans as a baby face ain't, ain't happening, you know what I'm saying? Like, Randy Orton as a baby face, and eh. He can wrestle, but as a baby face, I'd rather not see you. I'd rather just see you be the arrogant ass that you are. Lacey Evans, your character is an arrogant ass, and I love it. But right now, I mean, with Peyton Royce, eh, persona nine grata. No bueno. All right, man, we get our main event. We get Miz and Morrison. Uh, oh, excuse me. We get a six-man tag. This is weird. So it's going to be a six-man tag slash street fight, hardcore match, whatever the hell the case was. But typically with these type of matches, it's a tornado tag style. For some odd reason, there was no disqualifications yet. You had to tag in and out, which completely blew my mind because I didn't know what... I thought I knew the rules, but apparently WWE, once again, just making shit up as they go. Uh, too cold, man. Lee ended up picking up the victory via the spear bomb. Then he got his head knocked off by Sheamus. <laughs> oh, what did you think of the match and what happened afterwards? Um, I don't know, man. Considering Lee's going to go back to the training facility and get work done, he's going to have to rework his way of how he works. Um, Sheamus getting the, the, the bro kick on him is cool. That could set up something for him, but I mean, what are they doing with Sheamus and Drew? What are you doing with I? I, I don't know. I I just I'm just trying to. I don't know what they're doing. Um, they kind of just got guys out there just doing stuff, and that's kind of okay. Uh, it's different, like you say. You getting to see Keith Lee being the main event. Uh, you getting to see you know, but uh, <sighs> yeah. That's that's pretty much what it sums up. <laughs> when 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 you're rotten raw, uh, what they do from week to week, I don't know, man. I, I I have no clear cut on what the rivalry really is because I thought we already had Keith Lee versus Sheamus, I, but I guess you're going to continue to push that. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. 
Watching Monday Night Raw from a week to week is like watching paint dry. The only thing is it can never dry because you keep throwing paint on it before it can dry. And that's exactly what WWE is. It's like, you know, you just throw stuff no, to the no, wall. No, see no, if it's, no, no, make it yellow. Like, goddamn. Yeah, it's like, it's like you throw stuff to the wall to see if it's sticking. As soon as the adhesive is starting to take shape, you decide, you know what, eh, we want to stick it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't good enough. And unfortunately, you know, at one point in the time, you could sit there and say that Raw was the undisputed A show. I mean, SmackDown has always been a show as far as the actual wrestling aspect of it. But you can always tell that Raw was a big deal. Now, no matter how much they say Raw is a big deal, when you look at SmackDown, you can say it all you want to. We know what it is. SmackDown uh, is the show. It's the SmackDown. You know? SmackDown is the big deal again. Because there was a point yeah. in time where SmackDown was the big deal, and Raw yeah. was the second best, the best second best show because people were, you know, Raw was getting consistent ratings, and they were they were beating and they were knocking out the park because they were putting on better matches because they were giving you matches. You weren't getting through, you know all the promos; you were getting wrestling matches and people you wanted to see. Uh, this this SmackDown was that. This was a, a resemblance of that. Even why SmackDown is the better show now. Uh, just because of what they did and how they built it up and what they built it off of. This was more of a fallout. This had more fallout from TLC than Raw did. Raw really had no real true fallout from the uh, pay-per-view. Um, you know, and that's what it should have been built on. You just, you didn't really build it on anything other than, you know, you're, you're, you're gearing up for the Royal Rumble. So you're going to try to make shift a few things. You're going to, you're going to try to present a few new people, you know, to build up the Royal Rumble match because you got to have, you know, entertaining people that w people want to see enter the Rumble and, and may think they may win. So with that being said, you know, you got to, um, uh, you know, you, you just got to do what you got to do. And, and but right now that's makeshifting, you know, right before the show, who's going to fight who or who's going to do what. And. I don't know, man. I, I, hey, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Well, don't we'll, you, we'll see don't what you do next week. Don't you worry. We don't have to talk about Raw much longer because now we are giving the ball to you and you can start off with the NXT review. So with that being said, Mr. Host, sir, would you please be so kind as to take the baton and run with it, sir? All right, man. Starting off NXT, man, because we're done with Raw. So we're going to move on to NXT, man. And what we had here on NXT was the NXT tag team champions uh excuse me championship match in a street fight versus uh killing uh, uh i'm sorry we had a uh, danny birch and arnie larkin versus killian dane and drake maverick and of course you know the champions are coming out to celebrate the showboating and then they get attacked from behind and i noticed that drake maverick was dressed just like killian dane he had on the black shirt with the cut off t-shirt with the cut off arms and the black and the, and the pants with the boot and, he, you know, they, they they look like a proper tag team. They look the same, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, they beat the hell out of, uh, the, you know, the champs for a while. Uh, this was a nice match. It was solid. You know, it went back and forth for a minute till Dane got put through a table. Then, you know, they got the best of Drake Maverick and they ended up winning uh, to retain the tag team championship. It wasn't a bad way to start at the opening match uh, for the show, man. I, I, I liked it. It was cool. What did you think of the match, man? Yeah, you know what? 
uh, the team of Killian Dane and Drake Maverick is starting to grow on me. At first, yeah. like, I don't want to see this, man. I'm like, come on, dude, really? What? But then, you know, you got Drake Maverick out here proving himself each and every week. And then, you know, right. you kind of got Killian. You know, you can tell he's growing on Killian Dane, too. And it's cool, man, because you're starting to see them go to bat for each other. So I, I think with Killian Dane kind of going, you know, hard for Drake Maverick, when, you know, Killian Dane kind of get himself in the situation, you know, you see Drake who seems like, you know, he's not going to bust a grape in the fruit. You know, you see, he like he ain't going to bust a grape in the fruit fight, and then next thing you know, he coming out here with pipes, candlesticks, chairs, you know what I'm saying, greens, eggs, ham, bacon, potatoes, you name it. You know what I'm saying? That boy coming out there with it. So with that being said, it, they growing on me, and I would not be surprised, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up getting that, getting the titles for a short run, for a short run. I could see it. All right, man. All right. Well, uh, yeah. It, it, eventually, uh, eventually, somewhere down the yeah. road, that, that that'll take place. Uh, I wouldn't mind actually seeing it because I think Killian Dane, he's been in NXT back in NXT for a while. They've had something for him, but they he hasn't really done much. I think putting some gold on him, you know, will kind of boost the morale a little bit, get a little get him back in more action. Uh him and Drake Maverick, especially Drake Maverick, they both could use some gold. And right now, winning the tag team uh championships and actually being on NXT where it would be defended meaningfully, be because you know you're not gonna be doing too much stupid stuff. You're gonna be fighting legit matches. And and proving that you're a good tag team and that you deserve to be the champion. So uh definitely looking forward to that. Next up, man, we got a rematch of uh Swerve Scott versus Tony Atlas. And uh, I'm sorry, Jake Atlas. Sorry. Jake. <laughs> I see I, I pulled your move. Uh Tony Atlas, uh, Jake Atlas. Uh this was uh Swerve got the revenge, you know what the revenge. Well, pretty much you can say the revenge. Uh, but he got the win over uh Atlas uh to kind of make up for that loss. Uh, I think we kind of saw what I said we were going to see, and that was kind of that sort of borderline heelish but more serious swerve where he's going to be, you know, he's going to he's going to do what's more necessary to win and not necessarily try to, you know, play to the crowd. And uh, this was, a, you know, it, it was an OK match. You know, I, I, I think the third match is going to build up something a little bit better, a little bit more meaningful. What do you think of this match, man? Hey man, before I answer my question, give me your best Isaiah Swerve Scott interest impression. When he be like, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> "Hey man, that boy, hey, hey, when he come out, man, he be so smooth with it. It's like he uh, playing invisible uh, piano uh, underneath his chin. He be like, uh, yeah. uh, 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 all right, man, you the flies, <laughs> like you the flies. We see you, we see you. All right, man. All right, but man. No, man. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, but, go ahead. but like." No, no, you good. No, like you said, man. No, yeah, of course. You no, know, Swerve Scott, he came in, he got his victory. Of course, this rubber match, which I hope, I hope, I hope it's not on a TV show. I hope you got New Year's Evil. I'm gonna call it. Uh, I like this Swerve Scott, but then that boy Jake Atlas, too. I mean, these two. You you get these matches, man. You get these matches from time to time where it's like, man, it's instant chemistry is, is classic. You know, with the whole Ray and Andrade, that series of matches, I could watch that forever. Uh, first match. Uh, Shane, you know, Seamus and Cesaro, when they had their rivalry, instant classics. Uh, 
with Johnny Gargano and and Champa, you know, I still watch the two go at it. So, you know, every now and again, man, you get a, a group of guys where no matter how many times they fight, it doesn't get old. I can see this being one of those rivalries. I can see it. You just got to give these guys some time and some meaningful matches. Like you said, the first two matches, eh, squash, squash, you know, tit for tat, tit for tat. It's cool because now you know this third match, whatever it may be, you know there's going to probably be a stipulation and you know they're going to get some time. And that's what I'm excited for is time. Because if these guys can give me this invested in these short itty-bitty squats matches, I can only imagine what will happen when you can actually tell me a story and give me more than just a snippet. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. yeah definitely. Because uh, I'm pretty sure the next match is going to lead to a number one contendership. Because uh, Escobar, he's, he's got to lose that championship sometime soon. But I'm surprised. And I ain't, we ain't have- seen him in a while. They've been cutting promos. You know, he's, he's mm. been putting cut promos a lot lately. And uh, we had a couple of promos on the show. I'm going to get into those a little later. But uh, I want to get through some of these matches because NXT actually had seven matches on the mm. card. They they put on a full card of just matches. So they were just – they were kind of really going through it. They didn't really have a lot of promo stuff going on, just a little bit of stuff, but it didn't really last too long. Uh, so next up, man, we got Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai. And this was a pretty nice match. Uh, Dakota Kai definitely holding her own against Rhea Ripley. Uh, of course, Ripley got the victory. This sets up uh, 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 my, my girl. Um, Raquel? Right, yeah, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, this sets up her coming out and staring down Ripley at the top of the stage. And then, of course, walking to the ring, pushing the referees out the way. She gets in the ring. She pushed the referee in the corner. Just tell her. Basically, just tell them, bitch, stay, stay still. Don't move. And, you know, and her Ripley goes at it. And I I, I want to see these two go back through it again. Uh, I want to see these two go back into another match. Uh, I like the first match. The first match was actually pretty good. I thought Gonzalez really showed she stepped up a little bit. And now I think with the second match they're going to have, and we'll talk about that uh, towards the end because we're going to announce what's going to happen on the New Year's Eve match, because they made a, a few official announcements as far as matches and what's going to happen then. Uh, but I, I definitely like the setup. Like I say, the match between her and Dakota Kai was pretty good. Uh, like I say, Kai's good. She held her own. She did what she could. But, you know, Ripley got the better of her. What did you think of this match? And then what did you think of what happened the post, uh, during the post-match? I mean, anytime I get to see Cap kick, you know what I'm saying, Cap Coda in the building, kick back. Anytime I get to see Dakota kind of ring, man, you know, it's a good thing. I ain't never disappointed. With that being said, you know, my girl Rhea Ripley, yo, she's a badass, bro. Rhea Ripley is a bad, bad woman. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like you said, man, Big Mommy Cool, right, Kill Gonzalez. She's definitely going to be a future star, man. She definitely, she hasn't really wrestled a lot this year. I mean, she's been on TV a lot, but kind of more like, you know what I'm saying? Kind of more like the, you know, the helping hand of Dakota Kai. Now she's kind of starting to really kind of, you know, get on TV as an actual wrestler and wrestle more. So I hope right. 2021 is full of big things in store for her. I cannot wait to see her and Rhea Ripley go at it again. These are two big, strong, beautiful, athletic, powerful women, man, who can go in there, not only look to look, but they can go in there and they can throw down. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So with that being said, man, like you said, Dakota Kai, she held her own against Rhea Ripley at certain points. It looked like she might pull it off. I knew with the stipulation being that Raquel Gonzalez couldn't be at ringside, I felt like that Dakota Kai right then and there was going to lose just off that stipulation alone. But with that being said, she still had her own. So with that being said, 
congrats. But you can tell the bigger picture is Raquel versus Rhea. I'm down. I can't wait. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right, man. Next up, we got Leon Ruff. Got it right that time. Uh, Leon Ruff versus Timothy Thatcher. And not going to lie. Not going to lie. Thought this was going to be a squad. I thought Thatcher was just about to fold the hell. Yeah. Out of Leon Ruff. I, he's like, man, he's just about to fold this boy like a pretzel. Like, I, you know, all right, let, let, not even let me you know, really go through it. So I kind of watch it. I see he's toying with him, whatnot, you know, whatever. I think Champa comes out, um, like, towards the end, like, you know, could the, or did he come out at the end? I can't remember. I, 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 it was at the end. Uh, so after Thatcher ended up picking up the victory, then he started bullying them post match at Champa. No, 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 no. Thatcher didn't win. Thatcher lost. Thatcher did lose, and then he beat him up. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, yeah. Okay, that's that's what it looks like. No, I forgot because Leon. I forgot because the Leon pulled off the distraction, didn't he? Right, 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 right. That's what it looks like. Wait a minute. Did Champa come down before? Like, was Champa the distraction for Thatcher? Which is why I'm sorry. I had watched SmackDown and kind of got excited about that and kind of forgot what happened on NXT. You know what's crazy? Now you got me (laughs) second guessing it because now I forgot. Like, damn, how did he get distracted? (laughs) Right, but either way, Leon Ruff got the victory over Thatcher. Champa comes out for the save. He challenges Thatcher to a fit of a fight pit match. That, I can't wait. Man, we 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 gonna talk about that a little bit later. But the fact that Leon Ruff got this victory over Thatcher, uh, you know, he then goes to the back, and then he goes, and you know, after a while, he goes and he sees Rio Regal, and he basically goes to Rio Regal, and he demands that you know he wants another shot at Johnny Gargano in the North American Championship. The man wants to be a two-time champion. And uh, we're going to get that, too. So, you know, we're going to talk about that again when we talk about the match card. So next up, man, what, what, uh, any thoughts, further thoughts that you have about this match between Ruff and Thatcher before I move on? I mean, like you said, you know, when Thatcher, when he cut that promo before the match, he said he was going to violate my boy. You know what I'm saying? I thought you were going to go gang them style on him, you know, Ghostbusters on that ass. But, you know, nah. But, nah, I mean, you know, Leon Ruff, hey, he held his own. He didn't get embarrassed. He ended up in another victory. So, yeah, man, just as surprised as you are. All right, man. Uh, Last, well, not the last match, but the last match we're going to talk about right quick before we get into some of these promos that happened. Uh. We have Tyler Rust versus uh, was this Malcolm Bivens? Uh, I I don't know much about these two guys, you know. So I take it these are just Malcolm Bivens. That, that was Malcolm Bivens was his. Uh, or is this the match or the promo you're doing? Just a match. This this was the Bivens match. was his uh, manager. Okay, all right. Well then, yeah. So so you know they had a match and Rust Rust won. Um, you know, I, I guess you know he's one of the new guys that they're gonna build up. You know, to to, to be a, a player in, in in NXT to see you know if he got what it takes, uh, give him an opportunity to get on TV, kind of get noticed. Which, which pretty much I feel like that's really all this was. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really feel like it was really much. You know, besides that. But before we get to the main event match, uh, which was I honestly I, I, I call it match of the night because it was against two two guys. Against each other, but I, but there's a promo that happens that I kind of want to lead into it with. So we'll get into that in a minute. But I want to get to some of this Gargano Christmas that was going on during the show. You know, first we yes. had Johnny Gargano, and he was giving Austin Theory 
uh, protein powder, kind of especially Gargano uh, <laughs> special. And he told him, you know, it would it, it would help him be as good as Johnny one day. And and Austin Theory is playing the goofy, dumb jock like so well. Like the dude, yeah. is, he is a dumb ass. He is <laughs> he is he is doing great. He is doing great. Yes. Man. I, I yes. can't. I can't fault him for what he's doing because it's entertaining, but you know he can go out there and he can he can wrestle with the best of them. So you know that it, it's kind of working. And Johnny and Candace kind of being the parents to him, that motherly, big brotherly kind of you know figure. It it, it, it it's it's a weird dynamic, but it 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 works for their characters. It was game. weird. Yeah, it, it seemed like they were like the the big brother, big sister slash mom and dad. It was weird. Like right, right. <laughs> they're the, the married couple, and you know they're more you know, and and that kind of, and I think that's kind of what it is. But you know uh, what? They were the adoptive parents. Uh, yeah, more. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they adopted. Uh, so then we 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 got that one. Okay. Um, you know they're taking pictures of. <laughs> And then we get to the next one. <laughs> and so we get to the next promo. <laughs> and it's with Indy Hardwell. And Johnny Gargano hands her a present. <laughs> and she opens it and it's a PS5. <laughs> but the PS5 ain't in there. So Johnny say, man, it's for me. Oh, the PS5 was for me. I just wanted to keep you. <laughs> so he just gave her a box. But he said, no, I'm going to give you the better gift, the best gift that you can have. And that is a new name. And your name uh. is now Indie Wrestling. And it played on, a, you know, I guess the part of them loving Indie Wrestling, uh, you know, the independent wrestling scene. So to call her Indie Wrestling, and they have a love and appreciation for Indie Wrestling. And this is her new name. So it was a play on words and stuff like that. But yeah, I thought that was like that was so Johnny. <laughs> like, like that was that you was a dick, dude. <laughs> like, that was like, come on, man, you an empty PS Five box. I just yeah, so that was that was kind of cool. And then you know he gave Candice LeRae the rest of uh, uh, Shasi Blackheart's tank. You know after he found it in the junkyard or whatever or whatever. And you know they you know. They they kind of ended from there, and then we get Tony Storm, who, and this is what kind of took place a little later on. I, I think this took place after the uh, Ripley versus Kai match. Uh, Tony Storm pretty much cut a great promo, uh, not great, but uh, a good promo, letting it be known that you know she's not here to play around. She's here to go after the you know the women's champion. She wants to be NXT champion, and in order to do that, she's got to beat Io Shirai. She cuts that promo, it goes to commercial, it comes back, and you see Io Shirai just walking. And she just walks past the uh, the the the, uh, the reporter, and she tells the dude standing there, play my music. And then she runs out, and she walks out the ramp, go out to the ring. She grabs a chair that she damn near hit herself in the face with because it got stuck up on the ropes. But, you know, that's just me pointing out obvious little stuff. Uh, and she gets in the ring, she sets the chair down, she tells Tony Storm, well, if you want something, come get it. I'm right here. All right, cool. She's sitting there. She's waiting. And then, you know, behold, we get uh, we we get uh, Mercedes Martinez, and she comes out of nowhere. And I kind of forgot about her because you know, I, you know, she was what was with Retribution, but they didn't dropped her from that. And she comes back to NXT, and they waited for the right wow. time. And I was kind of surprised that this was her 
uh, attacking EO, but, you know, considering she's back, uh, I, I'm actually kind of interested now that you got Gonzalez, now that you got Ripley, now that you got Dakota Kai, now that you got Amber Moon, now that you got EO, now you got Tony Storm. Man, oh man, NXT's women's division is looking fierce. And I mean fierce with a capital F, man. It is looking devastating. And, bro, I wanted to get your thoughts on this women's division and what you're seeing from it right now with everyone that's in Shossie Blackheart. Uh, who am I forgetting? I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, Dakota Kai, I got to mention her. Uh, like, you, you know, uh, man, what are you, Ripley, you know, what, what are what are your thoughts about the NXT's women's division is it quite possibly the biggest and the best so far? Well, I'm going to hit you with a little Wayneism. You said fierce. I said the F is for phenomenal. And for any Lil Wayne fans, yes, I know F ain't in phenomenal, but you got to know Wayne to know what I'm talking about. So, anywho, <laughs> with that being said, man, yeah, yo. So, bro, when I said, at first when I, said, when I seen it, I didn't realize who it was until – at the end, when they showed her face, I'm like, oh, damn, that's, Mer that's Mercedes Martinez. Like, dude, like, like you said, I forgot about her for a minute because she got called up to retribution. That lasted maybe two or three weeks that she got sent, you know, sent back to NXT for a while. But she was nowhere near the, the title picture at all. Like, she was nowhere near in the plans on screen. So to see her kind of come out of nowhere, I'm thinking, like, Tony Storm might come out. So now I'm really curious because is this going to lead to a match between EO, Tony, and Mercedes? Like, oh, my God. Like, dude, what? Like you said, this women's division, the main roster got talented women, of course, yes. But NXT, man, NXT is where the women are made. Like, you can go from the top to the so-called lower car of the women's division, and any one of these women can still be in the main event or at least in the title picture. You know, even, even Candice LeRae, you know, just see – how she has improved from a year and a half ago till now. I wasn't the biggest Candice LeRae fan at all. Is she great? No, but she does everything good. She's a good wrestler. She can cut a good promo. And when she's on, she's on. And she can have a good match with pretty much anybody. So, yeah, to see a Mercedes Martinez come back, like you said, Dakota Kai, who's ultra-reliable, super dependable, I'm surprised she hasn't held the title. It's like you got so many toys to choose from. The thing I love about it also is that, yes, you got a lot of toys to choose from. Everybody gets an equal amount of time, and it's not overpopulated. They got just the right amount of women for that division down there. I'm excited. To me, honestly, man, this is probably this is probably the best version of their roster they've had in a long time. And I'm talking about, you know, maybe going back to even Oscar. So this is Ember Moon's back. Like, this is awesome, dude. This I, I'm loving it. I'm here for it, bro. Hell yeah, me too, man. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Me too, man. Uh, next up, man, we also got Damian Priest, man. And Damian Priest is cutting a promo about Killian Cross, you know, heeding his words and, and showing up and, you know, attacking him, even though it was from behind. But, you know, Priest basically letting Cross know, man, hey, man, I don't fear you. I, you know, you don't put fear in my heart. You know, fear don't fear to walk this way over here. So, you know, whenever you ready, we can do this thing. And best believe, we going to do this thing. So I'm looking forward to a Cross versus uh, Damian Priest. Um, 
My only thing is I was kind of liking the extension of of, of Damian Priest for the North American champion. I feel like you can build him up and, you know, he can have a nice little run until you was ready to build him for the NXT championship. Um, But Cross was Cross was supposed to be champion. So you got to rebuild him back up and and put him back forth. So, uh, you know, I'm. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but man, I can't wait for it to happen. <laughs> so Priest versus Cross, I definitely want to see it. I- I'm good either way, man. You know, NXT is starting to look on, you know, it's starting to thrive again as far as having consistent talent that is is talent that's getting recognition. You know, guys that are that are becoming a name or are or is already a name and they're just you know they're just further climbing that ladder and going up. And speaking of guys climbing that ladder and going up, we get a promo with the undisputed era. And we get Roddy Strong with Adam Cole and you know they're talking, you know, they're basically just pointing out undisputed, you know, we're a team, you know, you know, O'Reilly's gonna get the NXT championship and he's gonna be the champion and we get Velveteen Dream out of nowhere, just walking up, you know, kind of just cutting off, you know, Adam Cole from what he's saying. And he talks about how how funny how is it's funny how the mighty have fallen. And as he said that, I'm standing and I'm looking at two of the two guys who are on top, who are not on top right now, but they're still the top guys. One who just recently lost a championship he held for damn near a year and at a year and a half almost. And then another guy who's fallen off for outside personal reasons. And it's a shame because he never got to reach the full potential of what he could be in NXT. And I'm talking about Velveteen Dream, of course, people. Um, huge fan of Velveteen Dream, the, the wrestler, uh, the, the the character of who he was on NXT. Uh, huge fan of it. The, the guy on the outside, I you know, that that stuff was what it was. Uh, don't condone, you know, illegal things of that nature. But at the same time, um, it's still sad to see that this is what he's limited to. Uh, you know, he, he, he can't be more than what we know he can be. And that and that sucks. I, it, it really does. But, uh, you know, he. He cuts a promo on Adam Cole about how he's not the leader and that maybe, you know, O'Reilly's the better of this and better of that. And Cole slaps the hell out of him and tells him, you know what, me and you can meet in the ring and I'll show you how mighty the, the, the I'll show you how far, far we've fallen and that there is no one leader in Indisputed. We're four, we're four guys that work together as a team. And uh, basically, man, this was the match of the night. Uh, you know, hands down, we got uh, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream in a very good match, main event match. Uh, bro, I, you know, with everything that was said um, and what's going on with this match, what are your thoughts, man, when you see Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream? I mean, like you say, you know, Velveteen Dream, despite his personal demons, he's a hell of a talent. You can't take that away from him. He's a hell of a talent. With that being said, from a talent standpoint, from a storyline standpoint, from a fan of wrestling standpoint, 
I was uber excited to see Velveteen Dream. Once again, he came out of nowhere. He's back in the main event picture against one of the best to ever do it, Adam Cole, baby. You know what I'm saying? It was awesome to say that, uh, to, uh, to see that. I've called this, I want to say around War Games, I believe, or maybe it was before that. I said that they're going to try to build an angle uh, to where they're going to try to divide, you know, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. And slowly but surely, you know, they 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 chipping at it. They chipping at it. Now, how they're going about it, they could they it could be a swerve. It could be a swerve. But we'll save that. We will save that for another conversation. With this though, to answer your question, this match definitely matched the night. No argument here. It was nice to see, man, just a really good match. And the dream, we talk about guys that have good matches with anybody. The dream is that guy. It doesn't matter if it's a tables match, a regular match, a ladder match. Like this guy, man, he, he's got something special. And I hope that he can keep his personal demons out of the way because this guy, he's just got too much talent. He's got charisma on the mic. He's got charisma and swag in the ring. I mean, he makes the – it's almost like an updated version of gold dust, like a black gold dust almost. But he's just so smooth in the ring, like just the way he walked, the way he talked, the way he, you know what I'm saying? Just, he makes the simplest move, like even the elbow drop, the purple rainmaker. I mean, how many people have done the elbow drop? I mean, hell, even Macho Man. Elbow, like, come on, man. No, 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 you're going too far. He ain't never, no, 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 nobody has a No, 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 nobody has, no, 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 hold on now. No, no. I'm your black power and all that, but you know, macho <laughs> no. man still macho man, baby. No, you no, no. No, but when I, when no, I said it to say this, it's like to me, Eddie always will have the best frog splash. To me, RVD had a frog splash, but when I look at Montez Ford, the way he does his frog splash, you know. I would never say anything is better than Eddie's, but the way he does it, like, damn, that's Montez Four. How he does that little turn in midair. When I see Velveteen Dream. But that's, but that's RVD, though. Like, like I, maybe RVD doesn't go as high as Ford. And I think that's what Ford's is. Ford is maybe his is higher than, than mm -hmm. what they are. But RVD was switching in the air, hitting the frog splash. Like, he was doing that. If he had, especially when guys were further in the ring and they were laying the opposite way of how he needed really to yeah. land. He would jump and, you know, do the frog splash, but he he wouldn't go as high because he always had to go further. So, Probably, you know, yeah. so, so it's always a distinction in, in, in each one. Eddie's frog splash was more closed, more not stiff, but more, you know, it was more quick movement. Uh, yeah. RVD's was more flashy. Montez Ford's is more high. It's more altitude. His is he jumps yeah. really high in the air, and he's just so long and lanky that when he come down, you just got this long lankiness just all in. <laughs> I, I I do see what your point is, but yeah, every one of them, you know, everyone has their own distinct style of how they deliver it, and I and I and that's yeah. always the, the key thing. You gotta have a distinct style of delivery. Yeah, and like I said, man, Velveteen, man, he's just such a special character because right now there's really nobody like his gimmick right now uh, yeah. that's out on the mainstream anyway. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, man, the guy, and he's super young, what, 22, 23? I think so he's 24 about now. Yeah, he's, a, he's up there. Yeah, so it's like, man, the dude got a lot left and a long way to go, and he's already proven to be a main event player. So, yeah. Match of the night was happy to see Dream back. Nice to see Cole, man, have, 
you know, a, a dance partner that was worthy of being in the main event with him, man. It was it, it was a thing of beauty. I'm glad to see it. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely, man. With that being said, man, that's the that was the end of NXT as far as the matches in the show. Uh, they had quite a few matches set up for the next couple of weeks. So Leon Ruff is going to get his North American title match next week on NXT. Uh, and then in two weeks on January 6th on a New Year's Evil, we're going to get the Champa versus Timothy Thatcher in the fight pit match, which that's going to be brutal because if it's as brutal as the one that he had, Thatcher had with Matt Riddle before Matt Riddle got called up, man, that's going to be a brutal match. Uh, then we got, of course, we got uh, uh, Gonzalez versus Ripley in a last woman standing match. And I cannot wait to see that. I, I want to see those two. I, I want to see those two women go at it. I want to see them go at it. And then, of course, the coup de gras, the main event, the, the rematch from TakeOver 31, I believe. Cal O'Reilly versus The Prince. The great one, the whatever he is, not the cat. We're not gonna call him the cat. He ain't chasing. You, you, he ain't chasing you, you see, you see, he dropped no that real quick. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he ain't the cat no more. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't picked up the cat no more. He left the cat at the pet shop. But the prince, the champ, the NXT champion, the man with the with the with the bionic jaw, uh, Finn Balor. You know, we're gonna get that rematch of O'Reilly versus Finn Balor, and that's all gonna be taking place on New Year's Evil. Um, man, I, I can't wait. It was a nice little NXT show. Uh, they didn't really do too great in the ratings. AEW still beat them out, but you know, it wasn't a lot because NBA basketball really took all the ratings. So, uh, so the few people who did watch wrestling, a few people actually watched AEW a little bit more than NXT, but I feel like NXT kind of almost had a more solid show, uh, overall, uh, just from the start all the way to the uh, with that being said, <clears throat> any final thoughts, man, before we move on to this spectacular SmackDown match, SmackDown that we got? Nah, man, like you said, you know, uh, NXT, they lost the ratings uh, this week, but they did have the more solid show. You know, it was, you know, it was more appetizing to watch. Yeah, most definitely. It, it definitely was. That main event was definitely a... Uh, it was definitely more entertaining and more appetizing to watch. Uh, just because just you know how good those two are and you haven't seen them in a while. So it's like when you you want you like you say, you 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 want to see Dream wrestle and to see him wrestle. And then he's wrestling Adam Cole. It's like, man, you almost just sometimes you just get lost into the character. And I, I kind of feel like and I don't want to take up too much time, but I feel like it's kind of like almost the Chris Benoit effect where. If you're watching some of the old WWE stuff on the network and you see Chris Benoit and you watching him wrestle, man, you just you just remember about that wrestle. You remember about what he did and what he does and 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 what makes you like him to want to watch him. And sometimes you forget about the outside things and and to see Dream wrestle was awesome. It was cool, but you know, it, it, you, then when you see him lose and then you remember that he's why he's been losing, it just reminds you. And, and, and it and it and it kind of sucks. It, it really does, man. Um, so much potential, so much. Man, it, it, his ceiling was high, I, man. It, it was very high. Definitely wanted to see where it was going to go, where it could have lead it. 
I think eventually Vince might have actually called him up, like his uh, trunk said one time on a takeover. Uh, so <laughs> you know, it is what it is, man. But uh, he said, he, he said, he said, call me up, Vince. Call uh, me I, up. I tell man. you what, man. In in the I'm words of good old Jr., that boy tougher than a two dollar steak. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Sure yeah, we definitely will see, man. But uh, moving on, man. We're gonna get through this, folks. This is our last show here. Uh, the Friday Night Delight, uh, SmackDown put on the best show of the week, uh, period. Four matches, three title matches, one promo, one segment, one. That was it. And each match got more than enough time to tell a decent story throughout the match. And first and foremost, we're going to start off with the opener, which was Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the Universal Championship in a steel cage match. And, man, this was just... Considering what they did in TLC, considering how they told that story, I man, they told it even... I, I don't know if they told a better story, but I feel like they told a good enough story in this steel cage match. It, it, the, I feel like the ending was better than the other ending. I, I feel like the, the fact that KO got handcuffed to the cage and and then and just that that reality that he got screwed out of it again was more that that stuck it to him more than what happened at TLC, but I feel like the match overall at TLC was probably better than this one. Even though this was just them two inside the cage just kind of beating each other going back and forth, no quit, no give up, no nothing. Uh, it, it was it was a really good like they they put on two great back to back matches. I think I would still lean over TLC a little bit more, but I like the ending of Friday of uh, the cage match more than I did a TLC. I, I that one that one really was like a uh stick it right in the old, you know stick it right to you Kevin Owens. You can't even stop me. You can't do nothing. Look at you. You're so close. You're so close, but you can't touch it, huh? You can't touch uh-huh. it. Up down, and it's just like just rubbing it in his face, man. And 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 I, man, I I liked it. This was a great way to start the show, Christmas gift, holiday spirit. Uh, this was this was nice. This was awesome. Um, I'm not gonna lie, man. I almost want to see a third match, you know, between these two. But I'm not sure what the hell they should do. I mean, you had a you had a TLC match and then you had a steel cage. You just did Hell in a Cell not too long ago, so I can't see you doing that. Honestly, I it, it's probably time to take a break. Two brutal matches like that you need to take some time off a little bit, heal up, get ready for the next rivalry. What's going to happen next? But uh, franchise, bro, man, I got to get your opinion on this, man. What did you think of the steel cage match for the Universal Championship? Only thing I can say, man, is if you, if you think of me like a brother, like I think of you like one, man. If anybody is ever whooping my ass, I hope, we, I hope you have my back like Jay got Roman. Because man. let me tell you, man. let me tell you, man, I I didn't I did not see it coming, not at all. Uh, I I was so I was looking at it and I was trying to see if maybe they cut out a hole in the side of the cage because I'm trying to figure out how did Jay reach his hands through the cage so effortlessly and, and get the get the handcuffs through. I'm thinking too much, but that's just common sense and then the no, wrestling you family. were the only one. I was looking for it too. I was looking for it too because because I'm, I'm, I'm like, like how did you do that from the outside so easy? Right, because I'm like, man, dude, like 
first and foremost, that you had to you you would have had to put your hand through the perfect two holes to be able to grab him. Plus, you would have already had to have it handcuffed to the cage. So all you had to do was grab him and just cuff him. Like I I, I was I think there was I don't think it was a real big hole. I think it was just a slit in between the cage where where you know because there are two little you know there, there, there's a cage and then it's a it's a split. I think they just cut the split so he would have been able to put his hand through and reached in mm. and grabbed so he could move around just a little bit. Not like the big hole that they normally make for like the TV yeah. cameras and stuff like that. I, I That's what I think it was. I don't think it was a big hole where you can obviously see it, but obviously, he, I mean, he, there's no way he could have fit both of his arms in between there as, as effortless and without them being tight or, you know, really scratching up his arms or anything like that. So I think they're, you know, they might've cut it in a way where, he could get his arm through, but you didn't really see it as obviously because the camera angle, you know, Kevin Dunn and his damn shaky cam, Blair Witch style, you know, it's just, it, yeah, you, hey, you know, yeah, you he's know. just grabbing the camera and he's shaking like, and then he's just like, come on, man, like what they like, come on, dude, what are you doing? Like, come on, man, I want to see it, but yeah, uh, I, it's yeah, that, that's just yeah, it, it, it I, that that's what I. That's what I think it was, man, because I, I can't see Jay being able to stick his hand through them holes that easy like that. Not that easy. No, not at all. But it was genius. I, <laughs> it, it was <laughs> you making Kevin Owens bang his head up against the cage like you mother, <laughs> you, mother you bitch, you bitch, you <laughs> like, oh, come on, man. So, yeah. And, 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 the, and the cool part about that was. This match took me on the ride of a lifetime, man. Damn, Roman Reigns, you've done it again, man. You've done it. You've done it again. I, I thought Jay and Roman was a good storyline, and it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. But Kevin is really selling this thing, and Kevin's not getting squashed. Kevin's actually looking like a legitimate threat. You got Roman walking around. I'm the big dog. I'm the head of the table. This is my island. I am the tribal chief. Now, you spent all your time humbling others. Now, somebody's humbling you. And you got to respect that because now you're fighting against a man who believes in the same thing you believe in. He just go about it a completely different way. You the head of your family, he the head of his family. You won't stop at nothing, he won't stop at nothing. It's business to you, it's business to me too. And the thing I'm loving, hey, yo, so look, I'm not even going to lie to you. Roman hit the meanest spear I've seen in a long time. When Kevin Owens, we went for the swan time, Roman got his legs up. And the way, oh my God, the way he, the way he just flattens himself and then shoots his head straight down like a damn Cuban missile. I'm like, yo, he hit that spear so clean. And then Roman, I'm not even gonna lie, man, he he he, he kind of gave me a heart attack because when Kevin Owens was uh, handcuffed to the cage and Roman was kind of procrastinating, like he was on the steps and he took like ten years to walk down. I'm like, oh, damn, man, he about to get greedy, and he about to mess with KO, and somehow he going to lose. Like, oh, damn. And then he he finally walked out and won. And then you see him and Jay celebrating on the outside. Like you said, man, I definitely want to see a third match. Um, the only That's thing no is, way. like you said, yeah, like, like yeah, the only thing, I should put him in a fight pit. Because <laughs> the, the, uh, the other two matches, like, what else can you do? What else can you do? You can't have these guys in the regular one-on-one -on -one match. I mean, these other two matches have been so brutal, so extreme, so hard-hitting. I mean, unless you put them in an I-quit match. 
either that or an Iron Man match, one or the other. Oh, you know what? I don't think you're gonna do an I quit match. I don't think you want to make nobody look bad in an I quit match. You know what? Iron Man match makes more sense. Yeah, thirty minute Iron Man match. That's all. Thirty minutes. Go out there, best man win. Thirty minutes. Do what you bet. You better do what you got to do in thirty minutes, bro. Yeah, I can yeah. I can see that. But uh, right now, maybe they're gonna build up to uh, something else for um, Daniel Ryan because Daniel, you know, well, I'll get to that. I will get to that in a minute. But uh, next up, man, we got Flair and Oscar. Versus Banks and Bel Air, versus Bailey and your girl, the new Carmella. And I gotta say, man, I'm, I'm gonna speak positive. I like the new Carmella. I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of her, but I like some. It, there's some things about her I do like about who she is now and the way she presents. Yeah. She's still a little bit uh, at some moments, but I do like this a lot better. I will say that. Other than that, I thought this was a pretty good triple threat elimination match. Um, Bailey and, and, and Carmella took first elimination. Uh, of course, you had Belair and Banks being the team to go up against the champions for the opportunity to win. Um, it was it was kind of good, you know, the, Bailey and Carmella interfering, you know, helping out. Uh, the one negative for me that I had for this match was Bianca taking the loss for the second week in a row. Um, I, I, that's my biggest problem because I feel like, um, I feel like she should have beat Bailey, which would have warned, uh, you know, excuse me, which would have warned more of her getting an opportunity with Sasha Banks for the tag team championships. And then to have Bailey and Carmilla do what they did and it cost them. And then she, I thought that would have helped out. You know, that would have made it better. But for her to take the second straight pin, I don't like that she did that. Um, I understand you couldn't have the champ do it, but I don't like that she did it. Um, I'd rather have been a disqualification or or something, but it was a triple threat match, no disqualification. It was what it was. But other than than that, I thought it was a pretty solid match. I like that they put six of the important women in this match. and you put six important women, but you also added um, you added one new person that you needed to add it. So I was glad Bianca was in it, um, but you know I, I I hated that she took the the final. What was your thoughts on this match, bro? Yeah, I mean I I hated it too. Um, Bianca, love her to death. The thing that I liked about this match, the idea, like, and I kind of realized after the fact was out of the six women in this match, five of these women have all held gold in WWE. So, you know, I feel like the person who had the most to gain from this match was Bianca Belair because, once again, every single woman in that ring has either been a world uh, women's uh, world champion or a tag champion or, in some cases, both. Bianca Belair has yet to touch gold, but she's – the EST, the the fastest, the strongest, the roughest, the toughest, the baddest in WWE. So with well, that right being now, said, the losing, the losing is yeah, yeah, the losing. I hate that. And and, and, and that's and that's kind of where the ball stops with me, because you have all these other women who are so established. Because you got Bianca in the ring with these five former champions rubbing elbows with some of the best that we have in the division. It made zero sense, like you said, for her to take the loss. I understand Banks couldn't have took the loss. I, you know, I'm not even, like you said, I'm not even mad that she took the loss. It's just how she took it, you know. And 
as much as I love Bianca, I love her to death, but for some, I'm not going to say for some reason, we know why, but whenever they put her in the ring with Charlotte, they made Bianca look like a non-factor, which is crazy because whenever you put Bianca in the ring with anybody else, oh, she's this strong, dominant badass. For whatever reason, she gets in the ring with Charlotte. It's like Charlotte is 10 feet taller than her, and I don't get it. But with that being said, man, overall, the match was – it was pretty good, man. I, I was glad to see it. I am actually not opposed to the prospect of Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks as a tag team. I think that if WWE ever decided to pull the trigger, that would be a dope tag team, and I'd do you one even better. Hell, Bianca Belair, Naomi. So, I mean, you know, whatever. Well, we ain't seen Naomi in so long. She's on roll. Damn, That's see, that – that's how long well, she's, she's been on TV. Be. I forgot that she even switched brands. <laughs> right. She's supposed to be on Raw, but, but, but yeah. But but with that being said, though, man, overall solid match. I hated that Bianca took the pin, but I mean, you know, this only means that she's gonna either beat Bailey or she's gonna have a hell of a showing at the Royal Rumble. Either way, I'm down. Right on, right on. Next up, man, we got a Street Profits promo. You know, they're hyping up the Lumberjack match, Sami Zayn versus Big E for the Intercontinental Championship match. They hear, overhear Sami Zayn chewing out the PR person for the internet about why she booked it that, you know, she was fighting his, he was defending his Intercontinental in the Lumberjack match. And they walk over and he basically tells them he doesn't care for their nonsense. And they're just saying, man, we're just here to give you a gift. We're the street poppers. We're in the gift in the season of giving. And we want to give you this gift. And they pull out a shirt that Sami Zayn is wearing where the shirt that he's wearing says, I am, I'm, no, it says, I'm the uh, intercontinental champion. And they gave him a shirt that says, I was written on pieces of tape, taped over the word, the, uh, Intercontinental Champion. Of course, he he they laughed at it, and then he yelled at him for it, and he walked away. And that was cool. And that was probably like the only segment that they really, really ran through, other than Daniel Bryan getting an interview. Uh, but we're about to talk about that now because after that promo with Sami Zayn and Street Profits, we got Jay Uso versus Daniel Bryan. And as Daniel Bryan's getting ready to come down the ring, do his yes movements. He gets jumped from Jay Uso from the behind. And I got to say, man, this Jay Uso is making me love watching him more and more. Man, because he is so he is so into now being what he is that it, it's not even a second thought. Like you at first you could tell, man, he was struggling with it, but now it's like he okay with it, man. It's just, you know, it yeah. is what it yeah. is, man. It's just what I gotta do. And he's just going out there and he just he just beat up. <clears throat> Brutalize Daniel Bryan. They go to commercial. They come back. Daniel Bryan's in the ring. He's not going to quit. He's not going to give up. Tells him to ring the bell. They ring the bell. Of course, Jay and them, they're going back. You know, Jay's pretty much dominating this early on. Uh, there's a bit of a reversal that happens during the match where Jay gets flipped on the outside and he supposedly hurts his ankle. But Daniel Bryan, he runs and does his suicide dive, but then he hurts his arm landing on the table because Jay kind of swipe swipes him. So now you got two guys. Not only did one just get beat up before the match, but now he's kind of hurt. You got another guy kind of nursing a leg injury. So that dynamic and with these two chemistry over the past few months, uh, man, I, I think this might have been the best match of these, th you know, that these two have had. And this was a really great match. I, again, four matches, 
three title matches, one non-title match, and this was your one non-title match, and this was a great match. Uh, again, I, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't give any more props. I mean, I can, but it's like until we see him do more. I mean, Jay Uso, man, is just on another level right now in his singles run, and Daniel Bryan is just constantly Daniel Bryan. Just when you thought. Uh, Jay was going to win and he was going to get the upper hand. Daniel Bryan comes out of nowhere with that knee to the face. And I love the way he delivers it. And I love the way that Jay took it and just sold it over. And and Jay got the, uh, I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan got the victory. Uh, and then of course, you know, he did his promo on the back and he announced that he was going to be in the Royal Rumble because he never won the Royal Rumble and he wants to win the Royal Rumble. Franchise, the tribal chief. Uh, what do you think of your boy here, man, Jay, in this match? And what do you expect coming seeing for between Jay and Daniel Bryan and possibly within the Royal Rumble? Well, you know, thank you, sir. As the tribal chief of the GOW, it is, you know, my due diligence and my delegation to do as such and announce this <laughs> man is he is no longer he is no longer Jay Uso. He is main event Uso. Uso with the juices on the loose. And I ain't talking OJ. All right, look, man, this guy, like you said, yo, okay. <sighs> I love the Usos as a tag team, right? I love right. them as a tag right. team. But right. right now, man, you cannot mess up this momentum you have with Jay. I know Jimmy's going to come back sooner or later. But right now, man, Jay is doing so good right now. Even though he's technically with Roman, he's not with his brother. He's out of his brother's shadow. So yes. in, that, in that instance, he's kind of become a single competitor, a star, if you will. You know, you got main event. Bruh, think about this. You talking about Jay Uso, any of the Usos, as a main event single star. I don't think anybody's seen that because you we've gotten so accustomed to seeing them only as tag. And now to see, like you say, at first he kind of had that dilemma of, I don't, I don't want to do it, man. Like, ah. Uh. And then, he, right. like you say, at, at first it became something out of necessity. And then it went from not having the choice to making a conscious decision because then Roman said, yo, get out of here. Go follow your brother. Get off my island. And Jay, he tasted that limelight. He tasted the victory. He tasted what it felt like to be the man in charge. He see the way Roman walked with that championship on his shoulder. He see the way Roman talked when he in the ring. He see the way Roman go out there and handle business. And Jay like, nah, you know what? I want some of that. I want a piece of that. I want to be what that is right there. And that's the head of the table. I want to represent for my family. Because if you know anything about the Samoans, they love family and they got some big families. And that boy want to be the head of the table. The ooze with the juice is on the loose. And I I love this version of Jay Uso. You know what? Hey, somebody give this man a title. It ain't got to be a world title. Give him some kind of title. This guy has deserved it. He's earned it. He's a put in the work. Man, too cold, man. I am a fan of Mr. Jay Uso. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I feel you, man. I'm a fan, too. I don't know. Uh, title right now, uh, right now, it, it, it's, it's, I'm okay with no title right now. Right now, continue to build because you're still, you're still, you're still that tag team specialist. But you know you it's gonna you need to go a little bit further before you're you're fully seen as that special that te- that single specialist because your twin brother has to come back fully from injury and he may be healed up but they just may not want to bring him back yet 
because they don't know what they want to do with him just yet. Man, and you don't want to killing it. And, you, and I don't think they want to just bring him back just to make them a tag team. I think they actually yeah. want to keep Jake on his singles thing. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, or he may end up on Raw with uh, Naomi, and maybe they'll do their own little thing over there. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, he'll, probably the next, he'll probably be the next jobber like Ricochet. Uh, then on, man. <laughs> uh, we get the Lumberjack match, and Big E versus Sami Zayn. Now, <clears throat> I'm a little, um, I'm a little peeved about this because for some odd reason, my TV stopped recording. Oh no, not just you, me too. Apparently, SmackDown, at least on the East Coast, it started five minutes late. At, well, well, when when I turned on SmackDown, to be honest. Uh, it was already 15 minutes into the Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens match. Like, I got the last half of the match right when Kevin Owens went up for the uh, right before he got the spear. Like, that, that's as far as I got. I got from that point on to everything that happened afterwards. And then I got to the main event match, and Sami Zayn was getting drugged back in the ring by Big E, and then it cut off. And I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell happened? So I and I meant to look to see what actually happened, but I I got distracted and and I never really did that. But I mean, overall, the match for what mostly what we saw, um, I do know that uh, well one that Big E did win the Intercontinental Champion. He did become the new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, to see how he won, I, I sorry folks, uh, kind of busy day. Um, got to see really how he did that, but. From what I just saw throughout the match, I mean, the fact that the heel, what I did not like and what I did not understand is why didn't the the face uh, lumberjacks come over and fight with the heel lumberjacks every time Big E went on the outside? I didn't get that. Like, why are y'all just standing there like y'all can't run over there and just bust a few of them up? Just, you know, just push a few of them back just for him to get up or, you know what I'm saying, or something like I, I, I didn't understand that. And, and that's. That was the one thing I kind of, you know, you always had that. You always had the face guys coming over and moving a few of the bad guys out of the way just to help the good guy, you know, and, and then vice versa. You do it back and forth. Uh, but uh, Big E, who is now, I believe, a two-time Intercontinental Champion because I believe he's won it before once. I think he's won every title. I, I, think he, I think he won it when he first came in. Right, yeah, he won that, and he won the U.S. title, and then he went and won the WWE championship, I mean, the tag team championship for, like, three years, um, four years, five years, however long they've been in the, you know, he was with the New Day. I, but what I also like is he went back to his old intro, coming out with yeah. the, all the powder, coming in and, 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 and getting getting pumped and getting ready. I'm like, ooh, that's Big E, -E. That, that's NXT hey, Big hey, E. I'm hey, like, hey, that, bro, that, no, that, that, that's, that's Big E Langston. Now they're right. That's Big E Langston right there, man. So I'm like, okay, so first and foremost, y'all, to do that, to pay that homage and be like, yeah, you know what? I, I knew I do need to step away from my boys. You know, I, they're my boys, but, you know, I'm doing my thing now. So, you know, and they gave me the blessing to do my thing now. Uh, we just wanted to, I, I'm not going to lie, this may be the best for him not to be with New Day. I feel like you could have did it better. You could have did that in a better way. But if you're gonna do it, you just pull the band, you just rip the band-aid off. You don't just you don't take it, you don't ease it, you don't you you just rip yank it off because sometimes if you're hairy legs, you pull a hairy anyway. Uh so um 
but for him to come out with his old gimmick, lightweight, you know, with the with the powder and, and getting pumped up, I thought that was cool. The new intro music definitely needed that. Uh, the new ring gear, you know, it's not it's not that new day color bright. You know, it's a little bit more dark. But uh, yeah, man, this was an okay, solid match. Uh, for the most part, up to the most part, to the ending, and then um, of course Biggie won. He's the new Intercontinental Champion. I'm more okay with him being new Intercontinental Champion than him being put in the Survivor Series and then them doing what they did at Survivor Series. Like I like I was upset that because I thought you should have put him in there instead of Otis. SmackDown would have had a chance. But it was never geared for SmackDown to win. So it was smart that you didn't put Big E in it. I'll give you credit for that, WWE. I know we slammed you for that. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to say, hey, you know what? My bad. Thank you. You put Big E in a better situation. I'd rather see him beat Sam someone like Sami Zayn, you know, a someone who's a legit guy he can have back and forth with and become Intercontinental Champion build himself up maybe for WrestleMania season and maybe Big E, maybe Big E will be going up against the head of the table, the tribal chief around WrestleMania time for that WWE Universal Championship. And maybe Big E will become a Grand Slam champion. So I don't know, maybe we, we will see if that's what happens. But uh, other than that, man, before, I, you know, before we go or whatever, man, I definitely got to get your thoughts on Big E being the new champion, what you thought of the match, and uh, you know, what do you think of him going back to that Big E Langston kind of you know intro that you know he, he walked out with? I mean, you know, when Big E when he first came on to the uh, to the main roster as the heavy as the as the the muscle for uh, Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee at the time, you know, I feel like he, I feel like back then I thought he would have been world champ by now. And then, of course, you know, he kind of fell by the wayside. But luckily, you know, it, they call lightning in the bottle because you took two other guys who were on, you know, on the land of irrelevancy at the time and Xavier and Kofi. And then you put this thing together, man, this collective known as the New Day. And you've become, you know, the, some of the most winningest, longest reigning tag team champs in history. You took three black guys, man, who really took this company and turned it upside down. And took the whole business, man, and kind of flipped it upside down. You got three brothers in there, man, who really, you know, every time WWE needed somebody to carry the mantle for the tag team division, I mean, you look at it. You had the New Day and the Shield. You had the New Day and the Whites. You had the New Day and the Usos. For the longest time, you know, the tag team division and WWE wow. kind of fell by the wayside. And then these guys come in. They have classics with these guys. And they really established not only themselves, but, you know, the division. And I don't know how it's going to play out individually, but these guys are definitely Hall of Famers as far as, you know, for the tag team of the New Day. With that being said, man, Big E, he's been around long enough, but he's still young enough, man, to really, really make his mark. Like Paul Heyman said, you know, the New Day will be, and as sad as this is, it's a reality. If he continues on his trajectory right now, the New Day will be a footnote in the history of the success of Big E. To see him kind of go back to his old self and they kind of, you know, become that guy that we thought he would have been. World champion, not right now. We don't need that. But for you to be the IC champion, that's the working man's title right there. For him to get that, yo, that's Vince and that's WWE saying, yo, this is your time. 
run with it, run with it. And with that being said, I expect to see Big E defending that thing weekly, if not weekly, at least, you know, a couple times a month besides pay-per-views. I expect to see a more serious Big E. I still expect to see some goofiness, but I expect this Big E right here to show the world, like, hey, yo, it's my time. And when it is, it's time to finally get that big championship, the big, big belt. I think he's going to be primed and ready in the position to take over. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. You know, once Kofi got his run, I think the writing was kind of on the wall and everybody's like, okay, Kofi got it. Boom. Big E, it's your time, big fella. So, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Most definitely, man. Most definitely, man. With that being said, bro, man, that is that is our show. That is everything we needed to talk about. Uh, we went the last hour and 35 minutes with you folks, and we thank you all for, you know, listening to us, and we appreciate you for taking the time out. Uh, but, yeah, man, that, you know, this, like I say, best show. I feel like this is the best show of 2020. <laughs> man, this is the best. Yeah. This is the best just regular wrestling show of 2020. Uh even though it was taped, you know, of course, because, you know, they gave the folks, you know, Friday off. So they taped it for the Friday night, but which was fine because uh, what they taped was awesome. Uh, I don't know how they come back from that next week, but, man, uh, I don't know if New Year's Day show going to be as good. But, man, th- this 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 Christmas episode was uh this was a damn this was definitely a gift. Thank you, WWE. This was definitely a gift. Uh, that you've given us on on Christmas Day, and and that was awesome of you. And uh, you know, you ended it with a with a with a with a, with a new title change and a new champion. So uh, Big E, the Intercontinental Champion, uh, Roman Reigns still the Universal Champion, Oscar Flair still the Raw, not that the Raw, but the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, um, Daniel Bryan entering the Royal Rumble. Um, man, can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Well, yeah, man. Like, like you said, you know, it was a hell of a show. Uh, now that I think about it, the reality has set in. That is the last wrestling show uh, of the of the year, man. The last recorded live wrestling show of 2020. What a terrible year this has been. Uh, you know, Royal Rumble season is coming around the corner, which of course is leading into the road uh, to WrestleMania. You, my brother, have absolutely done a wonderful job of holding down the fort because me, man, you know, I was. You know, I, I I was reckless. I was careless, man. I lost my nose, people. So, you know, I, I had to hit Big Bro up. I'm like, hey, Big Bro, man, save me. Because, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know what to talk about tonight because I ain't got my nose. So, you know what I'm saying? My boy. Hey, I still had to watch the show yet anyway. So, it, it was cool because uh-huh. I, I still had to finish SmackDown anyway. So, it was like, all right, I might as well write down what's going on. But, uh, nah, bro, man, it's been, it's been, it's been one hell of a year, man. We've, we've. This year yeah. is definitely something for us, man. We've um, we've transitioned from the audio of Anchor to the visual of uh, StreamYard slash YouTube, and uh, uh, we we we've given a face to the voices. You you now see yeah. the franchise and two code is uh, formerly. You know uh, you 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 kind of got to see who the flawless one was uh, when he was with us. You know he's off doing you know bigger and better things for him which is cool. You know, we wish them nothing but the best in 2021. Um, but this year, man, you know, hey, man, the, the GOW stepping up, man. We, we we trying to get in to do a few things, man, and we're blessed to have the 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 presence of a Hall of Famer and uh, the Godfather and also the presence of the current 
tag team cha- impact champions, uh, Doc Gallows, one half of the tag team champions. Uh, so to do, a, you know, to, to, to try to really push this thing to something new. I mean, when we're not done, this isn't the last show of 2020. We still got a couple more to go. You know, we, we ain't done just yet. Uh, but you know, this, this was, this was, this has been a hell of a year, man. Um, sad note to start the show. Um, unfortunately again, big loss. Um, but 22, that's, that's been 2020, man. I, in a weird kind of messed up way, that's just what this year has been. And man, we thank y'all, man. We, we, we thank whoever and everybody. Uh, we, we thank you just for, uh, just, just for giving your time to listen to a a couple of brothers just sit here and, and just shoot the shit on wrestling, uh, period, you know, and, and for my guy here, you know, I call him the engineer. I, it sounds jokingly, but my dude does his thing with this, man. And, you know, I, I got to give my man the props, you know, you know, family man holding down, doing what he got to do. And, you know, we, 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 we doing what we need to do, but we, we enjoy doing this and we enjoy talking about it and we enjoy talking to people and we enjoy bringing folks in and getting different opinions and just telling it like it is as much as we, as much as possible as we can. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, I'm 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 rambling now, but uh, <laughs> nah, we're good, man. You know, it, it, it's been a hell of a year, man, and uh, I can't wait to continue to do this for 2021 with my homie. With that being said, man, you know, I want to thank my lady, you know, for my Xbox. I'm about to go play. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I don't know how you did that, but thank you. And uh, <laughs> hey, man, look, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep it a bucket five cent Thunder Rosa, man. Come on. <laughs> What you doing? <laughs> hey, we're waiting on you, mama. We want to talk to you, mama. We hey, want to talk to you. Mariah Carey on, once came out with a song that comes out every single Christmas, and <laughs> and it goes and it, and it goes. All I want, all I want for you is to come on the show. That's it. Just, you know, just one time, right, just one time. Right, give us a few minutes of your time. You know bro. what I'm saying? Just a couple minutes. You know what I'm saying? Fifteen minutes, thirty, forty-five. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, I give you another five dollars for actually, you know, a couple. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, <laughs> I know. Cancel this all before before we say something else. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But anyway, anyway, man, this is me being me. You know, like Tuco said, man, we started off the show on a somber note, man. Once again, recipes, Brody Lee. To everybody that listened to us, like Tuco said, once again, thank you. And as my brother said, man, next year, man, 2021 is going to be bigger, better, better, you know, for the GOW. And as always, man, it's an honor and a privilege to do this with my brother. So with that being said, man, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Generation Wrestling Podcast. It's yours truly, the 27-year-old piece of gold. Keep the flies in the room, Mr. One, two, three. Pin that ass out too cold. And until next time, man, we'll see you when we see you. Peace. Deuces.